Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Okay, everybody, we're going to begin now, Seder Nashim, which is the next Seder of Mishnayot that follows Seder Moed. And I have to apologize because uh, the first Masechet of Seder Nashim is another very, very complex and difficult one. Um, but, but it will get more interesting and a little easier. As I'm sorry? That's not my fault. I know. Um, not long ago, I was giving a little uh, speech at a, a group of a siyum of a Masechet. Um, and I was you know, speaking to the, the people who were being Messiahim, and they're all, a lot of them was their first time, first time completing a Masechet, and I said, listen, it's great, but you're in your honeymoon period right now. This is all, the Daf Yomi Masechtot are very easy right now. Ta'anit, Megillah coming up, and before you know it, you're going to hit Yevamot and Hulin. Lo and behold, the first Masechet of Seren Hashim is Yevamot. And uh, that deals extensively with the laws of Yibum. Yibum is a levered marriage. That if a person, has shalom, dies without any children, so his wife has an obligation, Torah obligation, to marry a younger brother, okay? Le'akim Shemo Israel to uphold his, uh, his legacy and, uh, and, and bear children that would have been from, from her first husband. Um, this is what the Masechet talks about. If she chooses not to, then they perform what is called a halitza, which is something, again, that we're going to speak about over here. Um, I will tell you that the beginning of the Masechet is arguably the hardest of the whole Masechet, all right? especially like the first few Mishnayot that, uh, that speaks about um, who is exempt from, from Yibum. So the opening Mishnah, so the first Mishnah in the first parak, a Masechet talks about a case, again, where a brother died childless, but he left multiple widows. Back in the day, people used to marry many wives. It was very common. And um, the problem is that one of those widows is an Ayrava, is a relative, a forbidden relative to the living brother as well. So not only is the Ayrva, this widow who is a relative, not only is she exempt from Yibum or Halitza, but so too are the other widows, which are the co-wives of the Ayrva. And the opening Mishnah lists all the different ways in which a deceased brother's widow can be an Ayrva to a living brother. Now, in a perfect world, and if we were giving an official class, I would have a board behind me, okay, using a lot of books and notes, and chart up every single case of these, uh, of these things. I have some charts in front of me, uh, not many, but a, a few, but I'm not going to have to distribute them, so I'll do my best to explain it orally, and uh, again, well, if you want to, by all means, review afterwards, you know, uh, so it says the Mishnah, 
חמש עשרה נשים פותרות שרותיהן. There are fifteen women who because they are an ערווה to the only living brother of the dead husband, they also exempt the co-wives from Halitza and Yibum. Not only that, וצרות שרותיהן מן החליצה ומן היבום. Also, they also exempt the co-wives of their co-wives from חליצה and יבום. So the co- who's the co-wife of the co-wife? So meaning, if in addition to the first brother to whom this widow is an erva, there was a second brother who she was not an erva to. Okay, maybe marry the second brother. He performed Yibum with the co-wife, but then the second brother died also childless, okay, uh, with two wives. So now he died childless now with two wives. Both widows are exempt from Halitza and from Yibum with the first brother, one because she was previously the co-wife of the Erva, and the other because she's now the co-wife of that co-wife. So, and this goes on, Ad Sof HaOlam. So these 15 ladies, which the Mishnah is going to talk about now, again, exempt the co-wives from Chalitza Nibum, and as well, the co-wives of the co-wives from Chalitza Nibum, Ad Sof HaOlam, regardless of how many different um, brothers there are, this can keep on going and going. So Ve'eluhen, these are the 15 women. Number one, Bito, his daughter. Okay, so these are direct descendants of the living of the living brother, his daughter, Bat Bito, his daughter's daughter. That's a granddaughter. Ubat Beno, the daughter of the son, another granddaughter from the son. The next three are descendants from the living brother's wife, Batishto. That's number four, the, his wife's daughter. So from I guess um, a different marriage. Ubat Bena, the wife's son's daughter. Ubat Bita, number six, is the wife's daughter's daughter. Now, number seven, eight, and nine are ancestors of the living brother's wife. Hamoto, the wife's mother. Em Hamoto, the wife's grandmother, mother's mother. The Em Hamiv, and the wife's grandmother from the father's side, the father's mother. Okay. Um, the next two Ervas are women that the living half-brother cannot marry because they're related to him from the mother's side. Number 10, achoto me'imo. She got a half-sister from the mother's side. Vachot imo, number 11, is the mother's sister. Okay, number 12, vachot ishto, his wife's sister. Now, the half-brothers from the father's side, a third erva, v'eshet achiv me'imo, the wife of his half-brother from his mother's side. Number 14, v'eshet achiv shelo haya be'olamo, the wife of his brother, whose world he did not share, meaning the wife of a brother who died before this brother was born. And number 15, Kalato, his daughter-in-law. And the Mishnah recaps, These 15 women exempt their co-wives and their co-wives of their co-wives from Chalitza and Yibum Ad Sof HaOlam, no matter how many brothers and sets of co-wives there may be. With regards to all of these women, im metu, if they died before their husband, or me'anu, or they performed mi'un, mi'un, they annulled their marriage before the, the, before he died. Basically, they were given as a, as a young 
child, you're going to marry this guy. And then, uh, because the father passed away, so the mother and the brother performed mi'un, and they annulled their marriage before he died. Or if they were divorced by him before he died. Or if they were found to be ailoniot. Ailoniot are women who had physical characteristics to show that they could not have children. Then, in all these cases, the co-wives, to whom the dead man was still married at the time of death, are permitted to the living brother. Okay? In this ca- these cases, the co-wives are, are allowed. He can perform yibum or chalitza with one of the remaining wives. However, you cannot say any of this with regards to the wife's mother, or his wife's mother's mother, or his wife's father's mother. That they were found to be ailoniot. Ailoniot means you can't have children. But these three, er, uh, these three ervas, the grandmothers on both sides, okay, Obviously, they had children because <laughs> they're alive as a granddaughter. So you cannot say, can't use that excuse. Nor you could use the excuse that they performed mi'un with the deceased brother before he died, obviously because they got married. All right? So that, that concludes the first Mishnah. Let's learn one more Mishnah. What is the case in which these 15 women exempt their co-wives from halitza or yibum? So, explains. You know, it's funny. So often the Mishnah, sometimes I feel that certain Mishnayot should be said before other ones. I, uh, you know, we see that often. Like if the Mishnah maybe would have started with this one, with a more elaborate explanation, it would have maybe helped us to understand the first one. But usually that's the way it goes. They just give us like the general, here are 15 ladies, and now they start, you know, uh, working them out. So, Haita Bito... If a man's daughter or any one of these other women who are in Eva was married to the brother, and this brother has another wife, and then he died, just like the man's daughter is exempt from Chalitza and Yibum because she's an Erva to, to the brother, so too the co-wife is also exempt. If the daughter's co-wife went and married the second brother, that's a second surviving brother, and performed yibum, and now the second brother has another wife as well, so there's two wives to the second brother, and now he died without children. So what we end up having is we have two widows to the first brother. Just like the daughter's co-wife is exempt from chalitza and yibum because she was an erva, so too, the co-wife of the co-wife is exempt. This is all elaborating on the open Mishnah. Even if there are a hundred brothers, and, and the co-wife of the co-wife of the daughter married one of them and had another wife, makes no difference. It goes on forever, like the Mishnah said. Um, what happens in the situation where the Erva was no longer married to the deceased man when he died? So now she doesn't exempt the co-wife. So Ketad... What is the case, where one of the 15 women uh, died, the co-wives are permitted to the brother for Yibum? Like this. If daughter or any one of these women who was an Erva was married to the brother, and his brother also had another wife, so two wives to the brother, and his daughter died, 
Or was divorced. Now there's no more marriage. And only then the brother died. At that point, the tzaratas muteret. The co-wife is permitted because by the time when the, when the husband died, there was no marriage anymore because the first wife died or the, whoever it was, the daughter or, or the other erva already passed away. So therefore, since the erva passed away and then the person died, the co-wife is permitted. Any of these ervas who could have performed mi'un and canceled the marriage to the deceased brother before he died, but did not perform mi'un, and therefore they were still married to him when he died, does not um, exempt her co-wife. Rather, the co-wife has to uh, perform halitza with the surviving brother, but cannot be taken into yibum by him. Okay. Uh, we'll continue with these uh, Mishnayot, Bezrat Hashem, uh, next week. Hazaku Baruch for hanging in there and join us uh, after Arvit, uh, where we will be Mesayim Seder Moed. Hazaku Baruch.